Hey there, we're Tali and Ophira Adut, identical twins and astrologers. Welcome to Astro Twins Radio, where we bring the stars down to Earth. Hello, friends. It's Ophi flying solo this February for your monthly cheat sheet horoscope. All the most important things you need to know for leap year month 2024. And it's quite a leap because not only do we have six planets moving through Aquarius this month, but one of them is Pluto, the planet of deep, systemic, and personal transformation. And it is an Aquarius at the same time as the sun. So the sun focuses our attention. It shows us where we can shine, lead, bring life force energy. But Pluto is the depths. It is the inspector. It rules the underworld. So imagine that this month, The sun is shining the light into the underworld of our blind spots, the hidden areas of our lives. So if you have been feeling like whatever you thought normal was, and we all had to reinvent that during the pandemic, but if you thought you finally came up with your new normal, well, guess again, another version of that is headed your way And we're just getting started. Pluto is going to be an Aquarius for 20 years. It just went in there January 20th. It's going to be there till 2044, so no rush. But if you are starting to see all those things that have been hidden in your shadows, congratulations, because that is where you're going to find your power. It might feel a little scary, alarming, upsetting right now, but promise you that as you get used to it, as this becomes your new normal, this sort of sixth sense, extra guided x-ray vision into life. And I'm going to talk on this podcast about which area of life for your sun sign really you want to pay attention to, where you're getting the that headlamp from the cosmos. We're going to, we're going to talk about how you can use that to empower yourself and move into what we're declaring as the official age of Aquarius. Most Februarys or Januarys, we also get the Lunar New Year and the Eastern Zodiac sign, which rules the whole year ahead. So since January 2023, we've been in the year of the water rabbit. And that's a gentle, empathic, you know, group-oriented year. A group of bunnies is actually called a fluffle, so aptly named. So we've all been kind of hiding out in our fluffles, gathering together, waiting to see what would happen, being a little passive about it all. But no more. Evening of February 9th at the Aquarius new moon, the lunar new year is always at the first Aquarius new moon, we enter the year of the wood dragon. So the rabbit is associated with Neptune, the ruler of Pisces. Like I said, dreamy, empathic, a little passive, timid. The dragon is associated with Mars and Aries, Aries and Scorpio. So breathe in that fire, moving us from passive to action. It's about to be on. We're also ending two years that were ruled by the water element, which is very flowy, dreamy, kind of trying out a bunch of different directions, to the wood year, where you plant a seed, 
you farm it, you nurture it, you fertilize it, and it grows hopefully into an abundant garden or forest or a field of crops. So 2024 and 25 are going to be wood-ruled years. 22 and 23 were water-ruled. So we've watered the earth, and now it's time for the, the garden or the forest or the crops to grow. So we're going to also want to be very intentional no more creative experimentation. Whatever you plant is going to rise up into something that you have a whole lot of. So watch your mindset. Really watch your thoughts. Watch your words. Watch the fire that you breathe in the year of the wood dragon. Because whatever it is, is going to bring back a whole lot of it to <laughs> every seed you plant. Um, another day to watch valentine's day and not just because of the hallmark holiday reasons not at all we're so not about that this is 5d relationships are bust around here but this year mars and pluto are going to be together and Mar both of those are very fierce intense planets and when they come together things can get extremely heated uh, we can have some power struggles or some serious sizzling seduction. One of the two, they're coming together in Aquarius, which is a sign of freedom, liberation, friendship. Yes, there could be a benefits package added to one of your, you know, friend, platonic, never thought of them that way relationships. Or you may... Uh, meet someone online or on an app because Aquarius rules technology, or you might decide that you cannot stand one more minute of being controlled or dominated by someone else's agenda. But be careful because Mars is about anger. Pluto could cause us to project. It's the shadow. It's part of us that's hidden. So as I said, the sun is shining its light on Pluto and revealing where it's not them, it's us, but we're just getting used to that. So that takes a lot of sometimes therapy, self-realization, inner work. And by Valentine's Day, you probably will not have done quite enough of that. So really try to stay in your higher self because those jealous or obsessive or accusatory shadowy parts that we all have could make an appearance try to be direct. If you are hoping that someone asks you out or takes you out or you're feeling a certain way because you don't have somebody or you are feeling Ugh, because you don't want to go spend a bunch of money sitting at a restaurant doing something conventional and you really wish that your person would come up with something more original, like be careful not to be uh resentful and then have it all suddenly come out with more of that earth-scorching, fire-breathing, wood-dragon energy, okay? So Venus and Pluto, Venus is the gentler of the two love planets, are going to come together on February 17th. You may need to be having some makeup sex that day, or if you got jealous or angry or started comparing yourself to your friends who seem to have perfect relationships, helpful hint, they don't. Um, you know, you may decide to treat yourself to something special and nice. And if you did get in a fight instead of, you know, going and celebrating love, you can make up for it that day. But the best day to really do that is going to be February 22nd when Venus and Mars come together. Those are the two love planets and 
when they come together and it's going to be an Aquarius, you can really detach from all that heat from Pluto and that intensity and just be best friends. Or if you don't have a partner at the moment or don't want one, then just go and celebrate friendship or do something that makes you feel expansive and free and is like a nod to your own, something that you love about your life. Now, backing up a couple of days, Pisces season starts February 18th. So I always think that Valentine's Day is a counting error because it falls during Aquarius season, which is a sign of platonic relationships, emotional detachment, and basically the opposite of all the romantic hoopla that Hallmark and, you know, all the chocolate companies, although we love the chocolate, we could do without all the extra gushy messages, especially during Aquarius season. But less than a week later, the sun moves into Pisces when we're all about escaping and getting into the dreamy fantasy, you know, take me away from reality headspace and heart space. So I'm going to continue campaigning for Valentine's Day to be pushed forward a week and, uh, you know, instead of this bloody massacre that it turns out to be, that it's commemorating, well, let's just feel that Pisces love and empathy. Now, uh, the Virgo full moon, we get one of those a year, falls during Pisces season. And while Pisces is all about kind of that right brain flowy creative space, Virgo is the planner, the organizer, the schedule, the the logic, all the left brain stuff. So we can pause from our Pisces cloud and come down and kind of make a little a little projection plan, Excel spreadsheet action, or really evaluate, you know, how how's the year going so far? We're a month and a half into the new year. Are we on track? Do we even have any goals if we haven't set any? It's a good time to start to really Think about the ones you want, calibrate the ones that you made. And it only kind of gets more serious from there. The end of the month is a little intense right before the leap year. The, the leaping is really better done earlier in the month because on February 27th, we have Mars and Jupiter in a square. That is a 90-degree angle. It's a little power struggle. Mars, again, is the warrior, the fighter. Jupiter supersizes and exaggerates. This will be a day that we could leap without looking, but not the right kind of leap year or leap day because we're likely to, you know, ignore or not even see all the precautions. It's like the day you jump off the cliff because you ignored every sign and just kept barreling forward in your road rage. So watch your temper. <laughs> We've had a lot of that, like at the end of January with Uranus going direct. We did issue a couple warnings that bottled energy always comes rushing out when Uranus stations, as it's called, when it comes out of retrograde, moves into direct or forward motion. So all the suppressed, anxious energy comes out. So if you got in a fight with someone at the end of January, this happened on January 27th, clean up the mess because it was probably that. And it wasn't even them. It wasn't even you. It's just you you weren't paying attention to the things that were stressing you out or dysregulating you. And then all of a sudden, there they were in your face. 
So a month after that, February 27th, is a little bit like that again, just irrational, rash, restless, and reckless, accident-prone, slow down, slow down. Uh, the next day, February 28th, slow down even more. That's a day we call the Day of Challenges. Don't be scared. It's only 24 hours, and it is the day that the Sun and Saturn which is the cautious kind of adult in the room, come together. They make what's called a conjunction once a year. They meet in the same sign and degree in the sky, and they have to sort out their differences. It's sort of like the, the day that you meet with your accountant to do your taxes, or you get an audit, or you sit down to do the planning session. You have to get a reality check. It can be a little sobering. A lot of a buzzkill, but also extremely helpful if you play to what it is. Astrology is never good or bad. It just is. It's not a belief system. It's a tool. And if you haven't read my Fast Company article about that, Google it because we talk about what astrology really is. We call it chat GPT for your soul. It is the ultimate tool to hack your life because you can plan by the planets. You know what's coming. And when you do, you work with that energy. So this is actually a gift. It's a day to slow down, stop the presses, hold the horses and say, you know, am I, am I about to veer off course? I'm about to overspend. You know, they call it scope creep at agencies when you've scoped out a project and starts to creep past the budget and timeline. As a Sagittarius, I'm chronically guilty of that. So I plan to use the Day of Challenges, the Sun-Saturn conjunction, to really refine and trim things down. I'm sure I'm going to need to do that. So, um, And we all can benefit from that. So no leaping on leap year, but this is going to set the foundation for you to be able to take that leap. So in a minute, I'm going to go through all 12 signs, but... Hey, have you gotten your 2024 horoscope book or zodiac sign planner yet? Because if you haven't, what are you what are you doing? What are you doing driving without a map and a GPS? We have got you covered for every day of the year. Head over to astrostyle.com slash 2024-books. Uh, it's in our show notes. Get yourself either a digital, a paperback, or both version of it. And never miss a day of opportunity again. All the moon phases, all the most important planetary moments, it comes with a digital calendar populator. So not only do you have it on every device or your coffee table or your bedside, if you get it just for your sign, it's like a journal spiral planner. Um, it will instantly populate your Google Calendar or your iCal with every single one of what we call our hotspot dates. So you will get a reminder, and you can go look up what it means for you, but you will get a reminder on your calendar on every day that there's an important transit. You can schedule your meetings, your vacations, your dates, whatever it is you're up to in 2024. That's what we did, that we are your pocket oracles, and that's what we love to do because life is too short to drive blindfolded through it. Also, 
if you want to learn how to do this yourself, our Become Your Own Astrologer course is about to open its doors. We're accepting applications, and that is also in the show notes. If you're someone who loves astrology, but you can't really speak it fluently, you know how to read about it in a book, you can look at your chart and know what some or most of it means, or maybe you just see hieroglyphics, but you desperately wish you could read it because you know what an awesome tool it is. Well, guess what? It's fun and it's easy. And there are only seven steps that you really need to know. And we are teaching them in our Become Your Own Astrologer course. It starts March 9th. Enrollment is opening a limited size. We have it for beginners. We have an advanced track and practitioner. If you feel like you want to bring it into your business or incorporate it into your offerings or make it your main offering, we're going to train you. We have 25 years plus of experience and we're sharing it now with our people because we need this more than ever in the year of transcendent leadership. We need some tools down here on this planet too. So let's go through the 12 zodiac signs. Quick tip, I'm going to talk about where the sun is going to shine its light into Pluto's depths. So where you are going to really grow and see new things that you haven't been able to see before. So if you're in Aries, that's around friendships, groups, the impact that you have on people, your power in a group. You may not realize how important you are to your friends or your people or what an influence you really have on them. So teamwork is going to make the dream work for you for these next two decades. So pay attention to the people you spend time around. Taurus, career and leadership. It is time for you to rise up and lead and do something original. Tauruses have such good common sense and they really know how to bottom line things. So when they tap into that transformational spiritual Pluto power, you know, Taurus, you really are most comfortable in the 3D material world. But if you can mosey on into the 5D spiritual realm with us too, down in Pluto, go down to the depths and find that treasure and bring that back up here, we will follow you anywhere. Gemini, uh, you are the philosophers, the big picture seekers, the teachers, the people who make us laugh and entertain us as we learn, and the visionaries. So you have a really big entrepreneurial or world-changing vision, and we hope it's for good because there are a couple of Geminis who will not be named out there who are going down to Pluto and just taking Persephone and the rest of us down there and not coming back up to share the treasures. So you shall remain nameless, but uh, the rest of the Geminis out there, please lead us with your positive, powerful, inclusive, and transformational vision. Cancer. You are helping us all get into the depths of our emotions, heal. There's nothing a cancer loves more than a good vulnerability, um, kind of alchemical, let's go within. You spend a lot of time in your shell, whether you realize it or not. You have a high, high level of emotional intelligence. And if you're a cancer who hasn't been using it or sharing it, then it's time. It's time to start showing what you're finding. Stop, stop hoarding all that on the inside of your shell and share it with the rest of us, okay? We need 
We need your emotional and spiritual intelligence to guide us. That is not something to be ashamed of. Shame is a big theme the cancers grapple with. If you can transmute that shame, what you've been ashamed of, into your resilient superpower, because that's what it really is, and share it with the rest of us and see it for what it is, you will help change the world. Leos, you are getting a big flashlight, spotlight look at relationships. A lot of Leos, your relationships can be a bit codependent, or you may define yourself by your relationship, or be a little afraid that if you don't have one, that people will judge you, or overly dependent on people's approval. So it's time for you to give yourself what maybe you've been expecting the other person to give you. Give yourself that I am enough. And I'm not talking about coming from because we all know a bunch of Leos who will advertise how much enough they really are. But on the inside, if you have to say it, do you really believe it? So we're calling you out because that's what the Sun and Pluto do with love to say, Leo, it's time to really believe it and find out why you may not and change the nature of your partnerships so that you can be each other's champions, whether it's platonic, romantic business. How can everyone become a better version of themselves instead of half of a whole? We're not looking for matched luggage in the age of Aquarius. Virgo, for you, uh, you're kind of in the zone. For you, it's about health and wellness and nature and the earth and systems. Virgo, you are a systems genius. You are the puzzle, the puzzler, the puzzle builder and understander and putter together. So we need you to take this world apart and put it back together the way it's meant to be, designed for the age of Aquarius. And please stop beating yourself up. What you're going to see the sun illuminating is the things that you thought were your flaws, also like cancer, are your superpowers. So that self-critical side of you, start celebrating yourself for those things, putting a positive context on those, okay? Nobody gets to be mean to Virgo in the age of Aquarius, most of all Virgo. Libra, you get to shine the light on love and romance. So we already know you're so excited. You're already spritzing on the, the your, your favorite signature scent and picking out your outfit. But Pluto is in the house. So you also, like Leo, you two loveaholic signs, need to look at where there's an addictive quality to the way you pursue love. And that stems from ego, not feeling like you're enough, feeling shame, and a need to turn that shame and fear into, you know, Pluto is alchemy. Turn that lead into gold. You know, just start, stop running, stop hiding, and let yourself look. Libras, you know, you're an air sign. You like to fly away, use your charms, be a social butterfly, be nice, smooth it all over, but deep down you're hurting. So let's say goodbye to the pain and show the world what true unconditional love really looks like. You do give it to so many people, but it's never going to be a hundred percent of what it could be until you give it to yourself. Now's the time. Scorpio, 
It's all about home and family. So I just want to say, give a public service announcement on behalf of Scorpios. You are so misrepresented. As someone who has Moon, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, and Scorpio in my chart, I feel for you. Scorpios are the fiercest lovers and protectors on this planet. But the fear sometimes looks scary to people. It's intimidating because they are the guardians. So Scorpio... You are now looking at how you can show your heart, show your emotions more so that people see that love that you really are meaning to share. It's like you're advertising. You're, you've, got, you've got the wrong signage. You've got the wrong stuff in your storefront window. The love is there. It's like you're, you're selling bicycles, but you've got, I don't know, groceries in the window. So start putting bicycles in the window and people will come to you for bicycles. So start showing people the love that you feel inside that you hide away because you're so scared of getting hurt. Pluto is your ruling planet. So you cannot go wrong here when Pluto is on your side. Sagittarius, it's communication time. So you have a message. You have a message to share with the world, and it's time to clarify it. You know, Sagittarius, sometimes you just say whatever's on your mind. You like to be extemporaneous, but that can get you in a lot of trouble because you haven't really always thought it through. Now is the time to really clarify, to get that you do have an important message to say. You do know who you are, what you want. You know how to ask for it. Uh, you don't have to be a certain way. You don't have to entertain people or joke about it. You can really get right to the point and make people sit up and think. And that's what you really want to do. So the mic has been passed to you. As Sagittarius, just having this podcast, I can't guarantee I'll always get to the point right away. Because Sagittarius, we are windy and windy. But I've got 20 years to figure this out. I am talking to microphones, so leading the charge for my fellow archers. Capricorn, the light is shining in your money house now. You just said goodbye to Pluto. You're going to have it one more time just for a month and a half. Uh, sorry, two and a half months, September 1st to November 19th, and then you are free and clear uh, forever for the rest of your life. So you have transformed. The butterfly is fully out of the cocoon, and now it's time for you to go build. What can you build? What do you want to build? How can you create the physical, tangible manifestation of the person you've become? You're about to find that out. And you're passing the baton to Aquarius. If you're an Aquarius and you're still stumbling around like you're in some kind of a daze, well, you are. Because Pluto is in the house and here to stay and who you've been and who you are is no longer almost relevant. It is but a clarified, evolved, new version of that. And it might be totally different. You might actually shed all the layers of skin, but you're definitely shedding some. So let them fall away. Whatever is true and meant to be will come back. That's how Pluto is. Pluto is the phoenix. You are in your phoenix cycle, Aquarius. Shed those layers. Let them go. Trust, Aquarius, I gotta just tell you, you are not trusting. You play the role, you're ruled by Uranus and Saturn. So you play the role of this cool, free-spirited, I'm good, but you are actually a control freak who's anxious, 
and micromanaging when you're worried, when you're threatened, when you feel unsure. You do like to be in control. So you are going to have a look at where that comes into play and where that stops you from being truly in your passions and power and influencing us. You are the one leading us into the age of Aquarius. We need you to do it. So do that inner work. Look at that shadow, okay? Because that is not going to serve you or us. And last but not least, Pisces. So very big switch. You probably felt, whoa, all of a sudden all the feelings came up. And they did. Because the sun and Pluto are now in your 12th house. That's a realm that Pisces rules. So it's a house of dreams and fantasies and the subconscious and the hidden and the unseen and the deep, deep empathy and emotion and spirit. So you suddenly got plugged into that on January 20th. And you've had Saturn in your signs. You've been kind of trying to put your emotions aside a little bit and be a little more disciplined and not just always pulled into that. But oops, you might have gone a little too far and left one of your greatest gifts by the side of the road. So go back, go down in the Pluto elevator, get that buried treasure back. It's time to bring it back up from the underworld. You are the healer, feeler, and empathic guide that we all need for this time. Let's just see. Let's see what's happening this month. It's going to be a fun one. We'll be with you every step of the way. Happy, happy February. As always, thanks for listening. You can discover more of your star power at astrocell.com and be sure to follow us on social at Astro Twins. Join us next time for more cosmic fun.